Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Yokohama Avid Ascend LX. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, suspension, just to name a few. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Straight Fire with Jason McIntyre. What is up, Straight Fire fam? It's me, Jason McIntyre. Straight Fire for Wednesday, June 8th. And we got a great guest today. I've been hyping him for a couple days. We finally got him. We'll get to Josiah Johnson. He is a NBA personality who has made his name big time in the last couple years on Twitter. He was profiled in the LA Times recently. He was a guest two years ago. And at the time, I mean, the numbers went through the roof for this guy. We were like, holy cow. What? What? People love him. People love him. It was one of the 10 most downloaded podcasts we've ever had. Eventually, I'll rattle off the other nine. But he is a juggernaut on social media. You guys are going to love it. He is also a Lakers guy. You'll enjoy that. I probably pushed him a little bit hard on Kyrie Irving, but um, I'll wait for you guys to devour that. Before we get to Josiah and my best bet for tonight's Game 3 of the NBA Finals, I do need to talk about Deshaun Watson. I don't want to talk about Deshaun Watson, but I need to talk about Deshaun Watson. New York Times headline on Tuesday, how the Texans and a spa enabled Deshaun Watson's troubling behavior. Subhead, Watson met at least 66 women for massages over a 17-month period, far more than previously known. He had help from the Texans, including non-disclosure agreements in making appointments. At this point, may want to, uh, you know, earmuffs the kids who are listening while you take them to school. This is not a good look for Deshaun Watson. In, in fact, it's a terrible look. And if you just read this, you had no idea what suspension could be looming. You would think, all right, he'll probably be suspended for the season. I mean, it's terrible. It looks awful. We know he did not play at all last year, but that's not factoring into the suspension. Some of these details, which are new, are really, really ugly. And mind-boggling. I'm not going to even bother counter with some questions. Like, for instance, one woman uh, who apparently... So Deshaun Watson found, like... It's too strong of a word to call her, like, 
the woman who ran like um, a ring of sorts. Um, but basically this woman, he paid her, you know, Deshaun paid her money and she was able to find a lot of women who would come to work with Deshaun Watson. And apparently they, they weren't even registered as masseuses, you know, in the state. And, you know, the first time the lady comes, Deshaun Watson wants her to, you know, put her fingers where the sun doesn't shine. And um, then he gets another massage from her as if the first time wasn't creepy enough. This time he asked for oral. And then the third time, you know, it's like, I want more than that. And it's like, uh, it's just extremely perplexing. All of it. It's disturbing, disappointing. Can I say disappointing? And I, I, listen, I don't know how the league's going to come down. I would urge you to read this story before you pass judgment. Obviously, uh, I think the New York times made it free to everybody, but it sounds like the Houston Texans, could actually face some ramifications for taking part. One of the women went on Instagram, this was like two years ago, and un, like showed some texts from him and said, you know, you should be ashamed, blah, 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 or whatever. And the next day, Deshaun Watson, you know, he told security at the Houston Texans, and what did they do? They basically gave him a non-disclosure agreement to give these women before he got massages. Like, that's what you do? That's the move? I, it's just stunning. Um, Watson maintains his innocence like wow I didn't really do anything wrong I don't know why she was crying you know like it's just it's it's a little disappointing on Deshaun Watson's case I I don't know I was thinking six games I mean if you remember Tom Brady got was it three for allegedly deflating footballs Deshaun uh, sorry um, what's his name Hopkins DeAndre Hopkins got six for some PED nonsense you know I, I think eight or ten it feels like it's going to be the suspension for Watson, if not longer. It's just a disturbing story. I would urge you to check it out. All right, without further ado, um, and try to clear your mind off the negativity, let's get to a positive, fun interview with the NBA Twitter king, Josiah Johnson. You know a guy. Jason likes to think he knows everything when it comes to sports. I know what sports fans want. But for everything he doesn't, he knows a guy who does. Let's just say I know a guy who knows a guy who knows another guy. All right, let's welcome into Straight Fire a guy who you certainly know if you follow the NBA, if you are ever battling the morons on NBA Twitter. They love this guy, and I love him. He, I've known him for probably a decade now. Um, I don't know if we've met in person, but I've known him online, and he is the definition of one of these, like, hey, if you put in the work and really grind, you can make it happen. You buy it via a Twitter account. Josiah Johnson just profiled in the LA Times. Big piece on you, the Twitter king. How are you, man? Doing well, man. Thank you for having me on. Straight fire. Yeah. Thanks for coming on. Uh, you know, I, I don't know if you've seen Rocky Four, where the Russian kills Apollo Creed. I'm sure you've seen it. Yep. But when they're introducing Apollo Creed, the announcer has like five, six nicknames for him. Like the Dancing Destroyer, the King of State. And Rocky's like, dude, you got enough nicknames? I feel like that's you at this point, right? You, everybody just calls you all these different names because you're such a a legend. I mean, getting shout outs from LeBron. Um I'm just curious, has your like life changed at this point? When you go to the grocery store, are people like, yo, I know you. Twitter, are you getting that a lot? It's weird. Now. Like, so where I live at, I'm in, in the valley in L.A. Like, not not so much. Like, it's kind of just still easy breezy. But, uh, yeah, when I go out places, like I was at All-Star Weekend uh, hanging out in Cleveland, and I'll see people, like, staring at me. I'm like, damn, they want to fight? Like, you just never know. Like, did I, did I, did I say something crazy to this person on Twitter or whatever? And they'll be like, oh, man, I love the Gil show. I love you and Gil. Whoop, whoop. So, for me, it's just been, been a cool thing to see. Like, obviously, I played basketball at UCLA, so attained some level of, of local celebrity at that point. You know, when you're mashing around, people know who you are. Didn't play that much, so obviously was very, very local in terms of my, my, my fame. But it's been cool to see it kind of spread out. It was weird, man. I was just in New York doing some stuff out there for game one of the finals. Uh, I get to the hotel, check in. I check my Twitter. Some dude's like, yeah, I saw Josiah at the hotel, but I was afraid to say hi. And I'm just like, yo, just come say what up. Like, it's not it's not like I'm, you know, I'm I'm, I'm super low key. You know, what I mean, I don't I don't I don't move like that. I'm very humble. I grew up, grew up in L.A. So been around this stuff my whole life. So none of this stuff really phases me. And I try to just be as respectful and cool as possible. Yeah, I, I like the Gilbert Arenas stuff, uh, but I talked about this on the pod like. 
I think like the third NBA jersey I ever had was Gilbert Arenas from Washington. Okay. And I went through this weird moment where after he had the incident with the guns in the locker room, I don't know. I was like, I can't wear this jersey in public. I felt like uh, I don't, kind of losery. And I was a big fan of Gilbert Arenas because I was I had grown up in the D.C. area and he was like a legend by the time he got there. And I don't know. Is that weird of me to not want to wear his jersey because um, of the gun incident? By the way, have you talked to him about that at all or no? Yeah, Gil, Gil, I think the one thing I love about Gil, he's super open, transparent, very candid about everything that's going on in his life. But the thing about Gil, a lot of people don't realize, super intelligent, man. Very, very smart guy, very strategic in how he moves, uh, you know, very calculated in how he moves. And I think a lot of people have, you know, a negative impression of him still from that gun situation. But he's, he's gone on, you know, what I mean, he's, he's done a lot of great things. He lives a good life. Uh, he's, he's a good dad to his kids. You know what I mean? Just just, just a great dude. So it's great for you to have that jersey. I think you should still rock it and wear it with pride. Right. Yeah. He's coming back out, I think, with some of his hibachi sneakers. I'm going to be wearing those uh, out of respect for Gil. But it's funny, I'd always seen Gil from afar, but actually getting to work with him for the last, close to the last year on, on the No Chill Pod and really getting to know who he is as a human being. Like, Gil, just a cool, laid-back dude. Funny, got a great sense of humor, I'm sure, than anybody who's seen his, you know, multi-paragraph IG captions. Yes. You know, I live for those. I told him I live for those things. Like, you know, I don't even care if there's a little <laughs> typo here or there. Just the, the frequency and the volume that he, that he can put out. But, yeah, just been a great experience for me. I joined season three of No Chill. Didn't really know, you know, what to expect going into it, but been able to, to hang out with him. And we live super close, and we shoot the show at his house. So it's great for me to hop out of bed, take that two-minute drive to Gil's house, and, and, and go do the show with him. Not bad. Uh, you know, it feels like the NBA doesn't have characters right now the way he was a massive character. Like, I know Draymond Green is kind of out yeah. there. We could talk about him, but I don't know. I, it feels like people don't want to show their personality except for on their own social media where they can profit from it. it does it at times feel a little stuffy and businessy, the NBA these days? Look, I'm, a, I'm all for guys creating their own brand, leveraging that. You know, I work in the media. I guess we're both journalists now and all that good stuff, but I definitely always have had a negative view of the media. Like, they were using these dudes for their own benefit and gain. I yeah. think you see a lot of that with the Skip Baylesses of the world and the kind of other people that, you know, have profited tremendously off of just kind of tearing down players like LeBron and, you know, guys average like two points on JV. So, you know, don't really know the game, but able to profit off it. So it's good to see these guys. It also, you know, it has, it has a lot of positives in terms of being able to have their own brand, control their own narrative, but that's also a negative too, because when you're controlling your own narrative, not naturally you're going to leave out some things that, you know, you don't want people to know and people to see. So it becomes more kind of propaganda. But I think, you know, even the last couple of days, we've seen John Morant, Miles Bridges, some other guys maybe getting a little too open on social media, showing a little mm -hmm. bit too much of, of what they got going on. But I definitely think, you know, you mentioned Draymond, I think a guy like Ja, Definitely a character guy. Anthony Edwards, for my money, is one yes. of the most phenomenal human beings, I think, in the history of sports. Uh, wow. Working He's with, 21. But working, Come on. But, but, you know, came in the league, obviously, just, you know, I'm, I'm good friends with Omar Wilkes, his agent. Uh, mm. My dad and his dad played together at UCLA. So just, you know, Omar's a great dude. Anthony, you know, Omar only rocks with dudes that are, are just the highest level of, of human beings. So Anthony, just funny, great character. I'm actually developing a project with him and a couple of uh, partners of mine. Just, just to kind of show off his personality and how dynamic he is. But every interview he gives is gold. They just, the, I saw the clip of him and Kenny Smith at the Hustle premiere talking about his workout with the Warriors with Steve Kerr, making him do a line drill that Steph does, and, and you know, and tired and dogging him, say y'all was jogging, I couldn't do it. But you know, but just, just, just to, his transparency, how candid he is. Yeah. And I think a lot of these kids have grown up with social media, so they've kind of lived their whole life in the in the, the public sphere and just everybody looking at them, eyeballs on them. So. They're, they're naturally able just to adjust and handle it. And, you know, kind of older generation, we first got social media. We were a lot more private in how we moved. And I think that was beneficial to us because a lot of us nowadays, I'm almost 40. But, you know, if I would have had Twitter and all this type of stuff when I was 13, 15, whatever, you know, I would have been canceled, packed up and not had yep. no gigs. So I'm super thankful yeah. that I got it to it late in the game. But these young kids, they live their lives. Their lives are open books. So there's a lot of pluses with that and then also a lot of minuses with it as well. Yeah, Edwards is a great talking point, and uh, I, I want to talk about you kind of pivoting from just being the meme guy and the funny guy to talking legit hoops now, and that's kind of can be a tough transition, right? Because I know Worldwide Wob, you, you, I'm sure you know him, yep. you know, he was posting videos and, and, you know, trying to transition also to talking basketball, and people are like, oh, no, wait, I just, I just want your funny videos, and, you know, a guy like Anthony Edwards is funny, but you can start seeing him being like kind of an alpha. I think he's personally the best guy on the Timberwolves over Carl Anthony Towns. That can be a tough transition. How are you handling going from being funny guy comedian to, yo, I could talk some hoops too? 
What's funny, a lot of people, you know, that, that, that it's all the Twitter stuff, right? That's kind of how everybody knows me now. It's what everybody frames everything in. But been in the entertainment game for over, what, 15, 16 years. Sports entertainment production started out behind the scenes, you know, working for NFL Networks, the Fox Sports, Showtime, created a show for Comedy Central, uh, worked on a show with Ava DuVernay and Michael Starberry and Colin Kaepernick for Netflix. So a lot of my stuff was always behind the scenes. But now, you know, and even if you look at my avenue, you can't really tell who I am. But now that I've transitioned into this spot where I'm doing shows with Gil, doing shows uh, with Wave Sports Entertainment called Out of Pocket, doing NBA Twitter Lives with the crew over at Turner, uh, you know, people are like, oh, man, what, what does he know? What does he know? It's like, look, man, yeah. I, I I don't try and get into that world where there's everybody so analytics heavy. I just kind of try to appreciate the game, enjoy the game and enjoy it kind of in the same way I did when I was playing. When you're in the locker room, kind of cracking jokes with God, just having a good time. The lighter side, there's tons of people that cover it from that super serious, you know, offensive rating, defensive rating, true shooting, shooting percentage, all that great <laughs> stuff. And that's an important part of the game. Don't get me wrong at all. But for me. It's like, you know, kind of like KD tweeted back, like who wants to, you know, talk, see grass when you're talking about basketball, right? Who wants to, you know, do all that stuff where you're just trying to really enjoy, enjoy the game and watch it. So I try to watch it from a unique lens perspective, but also when I'm doing shows with guys like Gil, this is something that I, you know, I talked to him early on about. He's like, yeah, man, you should jump in these convos. And it's like, Gil, if you and CP3 are having a conversation, <laughs> what am I going to be able to tell you guys about playing in the NBA? I'm more a fly on the wall, a fan. Like I want to ask the question that fans, you know, like just simple things that, that we as fans and viewers may not get to understand. And yeah, I played college basketball. Won't won't sit here and lie and say I played that much, but I was, you know, on on the team at UCLA for five seasons. But you know, one redshirt year, four four seasons of actual playing. But uh, you know, the NBA is a whole other beast, whole other thing. And I think too often we get in this space where as journalists we're kind of asked questions that we have no business answering and we feel like we have to. Where me, I always take a step back and be like, look, I don't know the answer to that question. I don't know what a Gil or a CP3 or or a Steph or, you know, Jimmy Butler, any of these guys are thinking in that moment. That's why we have the luxury and the ability and the skill to be able to ask them and get them to articulate those things. So even stepping into this, this world, man, it's been super cool. It's funny, like, you know, gigs that used to be reserved for former NBA players or all-stars. Now, you know, if you create your own brand and create your yeah. own leverage, create your own currency, you can now create a space there. So every company I work with, you can go check their accounts and look at what, what videos that I'm not involved with, what those numbers do, then look at the stuff that I'm involved with and what yeah. that does. And you're going to notice trends and things like that. And that's the one thing that I use to sell myself to companies. It's like when I come in, I understand what's going on in the world. I'm heavy on social. I'm monitoring trends, you know, tracking all types of good stuff. So the strategy for me is always talking about stuff that fans and people want to engage with, but also opening up that discussion and that conversation to everybody. Like everybody has opinions. Everybody has things that they want to share. They may be right or wrong, whatever, but I want to create an environment where everybody can come and say what they have to say without all that toxic stuff and people trying to fight each other and troll each other. It's like I say, especially in the basketball world, we get into yeah. this world where, you know, my favorite player is LeBron. But if your favorite player is MJ or whatever, now we're not supposed to like each other because we don't like the same basketball player. It's like that to me is just so stupid. And I see a lot yes. of a lot of people I know that are that I'm friends with that may be beefing with each other over basketball takes. I'm like, <laughs> you really gonna fight this man over a basketball take? You guys have so much in common that that you know look past that that one thing that you don't get see eye to eye with and there's so much other stuff that you can relate to each other with i mean there's so much there i have like seven follow-up questions uh the obvious one so chris paul and Gilbert arenas are talking hoops and i know people will say well what can you offer but i totally disagree with that josiah you can you can bring a ton to the table yeah. first of all a lot of these guys and you know this i've done plenty of radio and tv with former athletes nfl nba they're going to be soft on their own dudes they're going to be they're friends with a lot of these guys. They have relationships. They're not going to keep it real. Now, maybe a guy like Patrick Beverly is keeping it too real, right? But a, a certain outsider, say uh, uh, myself, you, guys who didn't play in the NBA. Hell, I didn't even play college or high school. I mean, I play ball now. But, like, I didn't grow up studying World War One. But if I dove deep into it, I could articulate World War One and sure. have a deep discussion with you, right? Same thing with, like, the Civil War or anything. And I've been following basketball forever. I mean... Chris Paul's a perfect talking point, Josiah. I don't know. Why does he always fail in the playoffs? Look, it's man, a point-blank question. I know you're friends with some of these guys, yeah. but I, why does he always come out on the losing end? Look, I don't, I don't, I don't, I can't give you a straight answer, but this guy has had some of the most misfortune. Mm -hmm. When you talk about being a high-level professional athlete, and I think that's the one thing people kind of can't separate because they play the video games and their players never heard on the video games. And yeah. <laughs> they think these guys are just, you know, they're 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 out of these world athletes, but the injuries and the stuff that they deal with, and they're never really healthy during the season, right? You're always battling some nick or some pain or some injury to get through. So CB3 has just been in a position throughout his career where he's had the opportunity to do some great stuff. I think about the three-two league when he was with the Rockets and he's 
get yeah. the hammy injury. It's just, you know, stuff like that. That's just tough breaks. Like he didn't go out there saying, damn, I'm gonna hurt my hamstring today. You know, he's feeling himself. He's, he's giving the stuff to shimmy, you know, he, 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 you know, he's doing all those type of things and, you know, season just gets put on hold. That's the kind of situation that happens to him this year. I don't know. It's tough. Luca came in and, you know, it was crazy to me because that, that game is so far gone now, but that that literally happened in this postseason where the Sun just got smacked on game seven on their own floor. And we're all witnessing and watching this thing in real time. Just like, how does this squad, you know, Monty Williams coach squad that plays at this high level all season now, you know, in the most important game of their season, just go out there and lay a stinker like that. But it's a part of basketball, man. It's just a part of yeah. the game. So I can't answer that question. But back to your to your point of question, when I'm with those type of guys, I'm not saying that I don't have anything to offer. But my thing is I can offer a perspective where I can ask follow-up questions or yeah. dig deeper into certain things. Like you mentioned, it may be a softball question or something they're trying to duck or dodge where now I can come in and be that, you know, Gil's the good cop. I'm the kind of bad cop role where, you know, let's talk about them or let's get more in depth on that type of stuff. But for me, it's just like, you know, I'm not going to be able to answer questions about what it's like playing in a game seven. Like, have, yeah, yeah. Haven't, haven't done it. Couldn't couldn't tell you. But guys. that's even kind of a silly question. Like, what do, what do you think it's like? There's pressure. Like, come on. You, but you, you watch know, you networks. You played in rec league championships. Like, come on. But you, you watch know? networks. Like, and I'm not saying yours, but you watch networks. And they'll ask some of their, their oh, hosts or journalists, what's going through his mind right now in game seven? And it's so like, dumb. how? It's an asinine question. Let's let's <laughs> ask him in the press conference because I can't really tell you. I'm, I'm literally in a suit right now in an air-conditioned studio. I don't know what's going on in his mind for <laughs> this game seven but you know sometimes we feel like we're forced to ask that because we're putting this role where we gas ourselves up that's all i'm saying yeah i know like a chris paul versus the mavericks like listen i know people will never ever let lebron live down the finals against the mavericks uh when him and wade uh lost and lebron kind of vanished that's uh, i've asked multiple people who played on that heat team they still don't know what happened to lebron i think we will go through and not know what happened to chris paul in like the final four games because his numbers were just like I mean, they cratered. Just like, I don't know what happened to him. Maybe there was an injury or it, 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 there was something off the court. But so, he was not the same player that he was all season and even yeah. in the first round. Yeah, it was unfortunate. I mean, you never want to see, especially a guy at that magnitude. I'm sure Pat Bev would disagree. But a guy of that magnitude who's, who's, who's given so much his career, played so hard. And that's the funny thing, man. We, we interviewed Chris, uh, I think, before the season started. And I came in kind of not having the, the highest opinion of him, just the stuff I'd heard, whatever. But then you sit down with the guy, look him in the eye, have a conversation with him. And I, and I left that interview having a tremendous amount of respect for him. Oh, yeah. He's a leader. He demands certain things of his players. He's cut from the same cloth, the guys like Kobe. And it's like you hear all these stories about Kobe now. But when Kobe was playing, you know, he, he was a difficult teammate because he demanded a certain level of excellence out of out of fellow players. Right. And that's going to create situations. Some guys don't want to hear that stuff. Gil the same way, you know, for all the, the criticisms that Gil gets. Gil was a guy who was a student of the game. Like he busted his ass. He worked hard. He studied film. He, you know, he put in that extra work to get to where he is. So when you get to games and you see guys that aren't playing at that level, it's like, well, why the hell am I going to pass it to this dude? Right. Why am I going, why am I going to trust this guy who I know left the practice facility right after practice and he didn't get no extra shots up, didn't put no extra work in. And now, but just cause you know, there's been an opinion created by the media and fans or whatever, the outsiders who aren't with us on a daily basis that now I'm supposed to give him the ball. No. So I have a tremendous amount of respect for those guys. For CP3, it's tough now because he's getting up in those years. And you never want to say anybody deserves a ring or doesn't deserve a ring, but that's a guy that you would like to see win a championship. At least me. I know he doesn't have a, yeah. a lot of fans, but I mean, he has fans. He has a lot of people who aren't rolling with him. But that's a guy who, you know, left the Rocks to go to OKC. We thought his career was done. You know, the Thunder went fourth, fifth seed. You know what I'm saying? Left the Thunder, come to the Suns. You know, the Suns were peaking in the right direction and they, mm -hmm. they, were, they were playing well, but this wasn't a squad that was some playoff juggernaut, right? They won those eight games in the bubble. But then, you know, didn't make the playoffs. So, so, you know, you're talking about a team that wasn't there and now they're the number one team in the league. So you got to give CP3 his credit. Clippers, oh, yeah. same thing. Clippers were a, a laughing stock. He comes through there. You know, I want to say they made the playoffs all six years he was there, if I'm not mistaken. So these are these are things that you got to attribute to a guy who demands a certain level of success. And we can make jokes and do whatever we want. But at the end of the day, you know, he's a first ballot Hall of Famer, top oh, yeah. 75 all time. We got to give him the respect that he deserves. Yeah, no doubt about it. He's great. but And that leads to like the next question. It's like, boy, Jason, you were just critical of Chris Paul. Why do you hate Chris Paul? Like, I'll get tweets about that and DMs like, oh, you are a Chris Paul hater. No, I mean, I'm just being a little critical. Like, I think he's a great point guard. Like you said, first ballot Hall of Famer. He's a winning player, Josiah. You know what that is. Just yeah. a, a winner. Like, I've called Kyrie Irving not a winning player. He's a talented guy. Immensely talented. But he's not a winner. The way Chris Paul is. Anywhere Chris Paul goes, they win games. They're yeah. one of the best teams in the league. But... 
when you're critical of someone, and I, I, I don't know, can you give me an example? Have you been slightly critical of anyone and everyone's like, why are you a hater of X player X? Yeah, I think, uh, so Steph Curry fans, uh, we don't really see eye to eye. Uh-oh. And, but it's really oh, been, a, no. it been a beef from back in the old days with them coming at LeBron. You know, I'm talking like 2015, 2016, mm-hmm. all those years. And now as Steph's career has panned out, you know, it's the same thing LeBron gets. LeBron came to the Lakers his first year. Lakers, I want to say, were like the fourth seed before he suffered the injury. Then they don't make the playoffs. Steph kind of dealt with similar seasons the past two years when he didn't have Clay and didn't have that juggernaut squad with KD and all these Hall of Famers. But it's it's just a situation with their fan base. Steph does a lot of amazing things, but any anytime you're critical or offer any critique on it, uh, you're the biggest hater in the world. They're trying to ruin your life, trying to get you fired from your jobs, like literally, you know, just scouring your Twitter trying to find that that one gotcha aha thing. And it's it's I think it's gotten a lot better. But what they don't understand, I got a tremendous amount of respect for Steph. How can you not? Love somebody who, you know, obviously light-skinned dude. You know, I'm a light-skinned dude coming from the same cloth, <laughs> talking shit, getting buckets. How do you not love a dude like that? You know what I'm saying? And I'm happy to see even with Clay come back and the Warriors performing well. But now make it to the finals again, it's back to that same stuff. It's kind of they've, they've switched on, you know, the LeBron jokes. And, and for me, I'm a big LeBron fan. So anybody comes at LeBron or cracks at LeBron, you're yeah. going to get it back from me. That's just kind of what it is. But I think it's a world where now you got to give and take. And it's like, look, the Lakers have a bad year. Lakers fans are going to get the jokes off, kind of use it as a coping mechanism. It is what it is. But we will be back. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh, my. Look at that. He is. And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort, performance tires for sporty handling, all-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to TireRack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of Firestone tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their Firestone test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. 
and recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry, back to Iguodala, up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James! LeBron James! And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storr on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. I love how there's like this no middle ground with NBA fans. It's weird. It's like, well, if if you if I defend Curry, I'm a Curry ball washer. I'm the yeah. big, you know, you're uh, and I like Curry. I'm a huge fan. I have maintained he's he's my favorite player in the league, favorite player of all time, maybe in all of sports. I don't know. Okay. I, LeBron's up there too. I like reasonable. LeBron. I mean, that's but I'm not gonna be oh, Jason. I can't talk to you no more because you like yeah, that, that, that's, that's a great. Yeah. That's now, a great take. You the man. Like the Warriors were fucking trash before Steph came through there. Let's keep it real. You yeah. know what I mean? It was like I don't know. Like they had that 20 year period where like no playoffs or you know. Janky put me in a, it's like now Steph comes in, you're winning championships. Of course, you're going to puff your chest and flex out. Like the guy really changed that whole franchise's trajectory. Yeah, no, no doubt about it. I mean, I guess the, my thing is like, I'll go to play, pick up hoops. Like I played this morning and someone's like, yeah, uh, your boy Curry not playing that well in the finals. And I look at the guy, I'm like, are you being serious? Uh, like he's been the best player in the finals. No doubt about it. Easy. And I made this argument, Josiah, like the three pointer makes it such high variance that the Warriors often blow people out in the playoffs or get blown out. And that's why there's never close games. And Curry doesn't have like that. Oh, the Michael Jordan double pump over Elo moment or, uh, or a LeBron buzzer beater. Like Curry's always destroying people. I don't know. Is there anything to that? Like, I don't know why he doesn't have like a signature moment. Jason, what is Curry's signature NBA playoff moment? I'm like, I don't know. He's got two MVP awards. Uh, he's been in the finals five times. Like, does he need a moment? I don't know. Does he? I mean, look, I think, yeah, you talk about those signature moments. Who really cares? Man has three rings, 30 pieces. Signature moment is, yeah. is dropping 34 and 29 in two games. You know, fairly easy. And that's the thing. We still haven't seen that killer Steph, as crazy as that sounds. He's still putting up those 30, but it's not, you know what I mean? Like still waiting for that Steph to unleash where he's just unstoppable. He's playing a lot more, I feel like, in the framework of the game. He's got a lot better team now, a lot more offensive weapons, you know, with the Clays and Andrew Wiggins and Jordan Poole making his name for himself. But one thing, you know, I've interviewed Matt Barnes. We got we had Nick Young on our show, Out of Pocket on Wave. But just talking to these guys and hearing the way that Steph makes players better. You look at players that come through there, even a guy like Andrew Wiggins, and the confidence that he has, the ability that he has, a Jordan Poole, you know, confidence that he has, you know, coming out of Michigan wasn't, you know, wasn't wasn't highly touted coming out. But working with Steph, getting his game right now, this dude has transformed himself into a max level player, like hitting 40 footers, you know, with that same <laughs> swag and confidence. And who's the first guy to come up to him after his Steph? You know, what I mean, yeah. so the way that Steph can change a whole franchise, you know, hearing a guy like Matt Barnes talk about, you know, coming for that championship year, I believe in 2018. And just how how hard those guys worked after practice, everybody getting shots up, everybody working on their game, everybody, you know, putting that extra effort in to be great. And that's all a testament to what Steph has brought to the table. So even me, like people look at me like, oh, you're LeBron Stan, whatever. It's like I got a tremendous amount of respect for Steph. Like, you know, what I mean, I've been I've been lobbying for Steph to come join LeBron for years. I think that would be the most unstoppable duo in the history of mankind. But mm. Ultimately, you know, I got a ton of respect for Steph and, and win or lose in this postseason. Like, you know, I think he's established himself and we make the jokes for the finals MVP. That's kind of, you know, ultimately, anytime we're having a discussion, we're going to use whatever we can against the other side to get what we need to get to. So, yeah, we're of course, we're going to talk about Steph not having finals MVPs. Yeah, does he deserve some? I think we can look at the numbers and say, yeah, assuredly 2015 definitely should have been his. A little tougher during the, the KD era, but. He's a guy like right now, I, you know, I do the show with Gil. Gil had Steph like, you know, going into the finals, like fifth on his list of, of potential finals MVPs. But <laughs> but just saying, you know, like, you know. There was, was he just, kidding? No, nah, he was not. Nah, but he, I mean, his, his rationale made sense in terms of when he explained himself. Just, you know, guys, guys are going to have more opportunity. You got like Wiggins isn't going to be keyed on as much. So he have the potential to get more buckets or somebody like mm -hmm. Clay now coming off of two seasons, not playing the great redemption story. Jason Tatum's and the Jalen Browns of the world. So, but now after two games, it's like, all right, you still feel that way, Gil? And he's like, oh, you know, I got <laughs> to change the list, got to shift yeah. it a little bit. Uh, let me ask, do you think at this point, as, you're, as you've risen up in the NBA Twitter ranks, 
Do you think players are coming to befriend you so they can get positive coverage on social media? And you can be honest. Look, I've, I've changed as a human being. Like, you know, when I was younger, I think, you know, it was a lot more pettiness, a lot more trying to go at people, a lot more not respecting these guys as human beings. But I think in the wake of just all the, the mental health ac- advocacy going on with guys like Kevin Love, guys like DeMar DeRozan and other guys speaking out across uh, athletics, it's, it's for me, I had to take a step back and just be like, look, I don't want to be someone that's constantly tearing down guys. You know, I mean, you know, tearing down guys and girls or, or athletes. I have a tremendous amount of respect for them. So with me, I had to shift just kind of my whole stance. And now it's more stuff. I want them. Look, if, if, if a team is playing bad, I'll definitely be critical of a team. Get the jokes off. Like, son's getting smacked by 30 at home in a game seven. Yeah, we're going to get those jokes. Let them get the firing. <laughs> Less uh, trying to go at guys individually. I think, you know, for me, okay. it's just trying to have respect for them as human beings. And to your point. A lot of these guys follow me now, so I may have to see them on the street. Right. As yeah. your as your your name grows, it's like, okay, I'm, I'm going to see these guys on the street, and I'm not going to say any of these guys I want to say to their face. So if it's jokes, I want them to be jokes that they can see in the locker room, they can laugh about and find the humor and try to be less of the mean-spirited negative stuff. Occasionally, I'll get dragged back into that world. Yes. But just try to keep it try to keep it as funny, lighthearted as possible, and stuff that you would hear in a locker room. You know, guys okay. crack jokes on each other all the time. I, I wish I had asked this question right before you just said all that stuff, which is very nice, and I totally understand, and I've had some of those moments where I've been critical of guys, and then i got to work next to him, and I'm like, oh, this is a really nice guy. I should not have said that. Yeah. That being said, is Kyrie Irving the most overrated player in the NBA? I love, and I know I, a lot of people in the spotlight do not like the word overrated, but Kyrie Irving, he has all the fans for some reason. People love him, think he's an incredible point guard, and Josiah, I, listen, other than winning with LeBron, what has he done in his career? You know what's crazy is I feel like a lot of people from the outside will, will make kind of commentary like that. But when you ask players, right, who... who oh, who they love him. They love Kyrie. So I'm more inclined to listen to guys that actually, you know, have hooped and played the game and formulated my opinions. Kyrie's put in a tough situation, right? He goes to Cleveland. I want to say he doesn't make the what the playoffs the first four years there until Brown comes back. I yeah. think they're getting one picks, you know, the whole time. That's that's a lot to ask anyone to go to. Fair enough. I mean, you know, that's you know, who who other than LeBron is going to Cleveland and really, you know, just turning that that franchise around. That's, that's not, fair. That's I not won't a, knock him for that. But then it's now different, get to the next step. But I'm saying if Kyrie goes to the Warriors or to the Lakers or to a franchise that has an established lineage, things might be a lot different. Uh, do I agree with the stuff that he was doing this year? Well, wait, really. wait, let's back up. They get LeBron, and all of a sudden they're awesome. But then we get to, like, Josiah, I st- it's still unclear. Why did he want to leave LeBron? He demanded, I'm getting away from LeBron, when all this guy's entire career, everybody's wanted to play with LeBron. And that was the first point that I was like, wait, what? Yeah. I didn't understand it. Now, maybe he was trying to beat LeBron out the door because he knew LeBron was leaving. But have you ever drilled down on that and given it any thought? I mean, look, I think at the end of the day, Kyrie was probably feeling like he was in LeBron's shadow. And that, you know, I think it was a similar situation with, with Russ and KD, uh, where, you know, Russ Russ is playing in KD's shadow. He feels like he's an MVP-level player as well. Feels like he deserves more credit. You know, you're getting kind of the, the LeBron father figure. And what's it like LeBron being your dad? And it's like, I have a dad. Like, what are you talking about? Like, <laughs> he's a great teammate. He's a great leader. But, like, kind of being like the little brother, you know, it's kind of like, uh, you know, Marlo in the wire, you know, yes. when he's with prop Joe and he's like, yeah, I wasn't meant to play the son. And that's what Kyrie thinks. So Kyrie goes okay. to Boston, you know, deals with some Kyrie's been dealing with a lot of injuries and stuff too. And, and obviously the mass situation, the mandates and all that good stuff, but it's tough, but I, I can never fault the guy for separating athletics. Sometimes things are bigger than sports. And I think, okay, wait, 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 hold on. Let, let's go. He went to Boston. He's playing with guys who are now in the finals, Tatum Brown. Yeah. I know they're a little younger. And then he, like, doesn't show up on the bench for Game 7 against the Cavs. He tells everybody, I'm staying in Boston. Then he leaves. as like, Brad Stevens is a coach. He's like, I'm out of here. Screw this. Goes to the Nets, brings Kevin Durant, keeps getting injured. And, Josiah, I know people want to defend Kyrie. I understand that. He's very well-liked among his peers. But the guy went AWOL this year in Brooklyn. Just left the team. Nobody knew where he was. What NBA player has ever done that and gotten away with it? Uh, you know, it, it goes down. I, I don't. I don't get it. It goes. I mean, look. That's why I said I can't say I, I agree with every single thing he's done. Uh, you know, I'm, I'm a big believer in, in taking the you know the vaccine and, and all that stuff. I know there's yeah. a lot of misinformation things like that, but I think after you know dealing with this pandemic, a lot of people are all over the place. The things going on that's in the fair. world, you know, racial issues, all that type of stuff going on. You know, now we've got gun violence and all that that type of these things. Like, there's things that are bigger than sports, so I can't put myself in his head do I agree again with all the stuff he's done no but do I understand some of the positions that he was taking and, and some of 
the reasoning behind it. Yeah, I'm not, and even with people I don't agree with, like I can understand why you are going that particular route. If I don't, that's not what I would do, but yeah. that's me. That's why you're you. That's why I'm me. So I feel like Kyrie got a lot of backlash, obviously playing in a major market like New York and kind of doing these things. But again, you can't go out and get swept in the first round yeah. of playoffs to the team that you, you know, turned your back on to go form this, you know, juggernaut super team with. Got to at least win a game. But for me, I knew after they they tricked off game one, I was like, oh, this is not, you know, this is one of those things. They win game one. You know, you now we have a completely different series. And maybe yep. we have this Nets Warriors finals that everybody was excited about. But you lose that game. And this is the postseason. You can't really afford to trick off games like that. And obviously the rest is history. Yeah, I know people are going to hear what I said and be like, you're the biggest Kyrie hater. I Just for the record, Josiah, I have a Kyrie Cavs jersey, burnt orange. I bought it. It's like the throwback. It's yeah. sick. I love it. I was a Kyrie fan. Uh, and then he went off the rails. Anyways, all right, let's go to a couple other quick questions. Um, who Donovan Mitchell, where do you think he ends up this summer? Because it sounds like he's about to ask that I want out. Like, I, or do I, you I, think Utah just says, screw it, we're not dealing you? I salute, I salute uh, Donovan for even playing in Utah. That's one of those cities that, <laughs> you know, you talk about cities in the NBA, and it's no knock to people in Salt Lake City, Utah. Like, I got no no issue with you. But that's just, for me personally, one of those places in the league, it's like Utah, Cleveland. There's a couple spots like, come on, dog. Like, like get me out of here. OKC, another spot. And no knock to those people. I'm a Sonics guy, though. So, I, you know, I'll never really rock with OKC like that. No, no fault of any OKC resident, but that's just kind of the game. But I think Donovan, um, I don't know, man. I know he's got obviously the, the, the CAA machine working for him right now. Indeed. I'm sure he wants to get out. I know there's a lot of people that would love to entertain his services. And, and I'm really appreciative now. You know, I, I like to say there's no loyalty in sports. As much as fans want to pretend there is, they want their favorite player to be loyal to a team. But teams aren't loyal to players, right? Yeah. Guys lose value if they can find a better deal. If they can make the team better, they'll trade a guy in a heartbeat more times than not, right? So I never believed in that whole, oh, well, players got to be loyal to franchises until they don't want them anymore. Like, this is business. And I'm, I'm love to see this player empowerment movement, for better or for worse, where guys like James Harden saying, look, I don't want to be here. You know what I mean? Like, if you, you don't have jobs you're at. And everybody's like, oh, you signed a contract. Sign a contract pretty much anywhere you work at. And the way yeah. that the, you know, the NBA, the way the NBA, you know, if we really want to get into the nitty gritty of it, like they literally have a, a lottery. Guys don't even get to pick where they want to play, right? They I got, know. you know, like what, what other profession like that? Like, oh, Jason, you want to get into journalism? Oh, but you don't get to work at Fox. You got to go work at wherever because they had the worst ratings last year. So they get to, you know, they get to pick the, the best talent. It doesn't make any sense whatsoever. Like no other industry operates like that. Like Google's not like, oh yeah, Google, you got to get like the worst engineers now because you had the best years. Like that's not how it goes. So I understand guys saying, especially in this AAU world and culture, like when I was coming up in AAU, everything was regional, right? Everything was where you grew up. Those were the guys you played with. Now these guys will get on these teams in EYBL, wherever they're playing with guys all across the country, the top premier talent. Why don't you, why wouldn't you want to play with your friends? Why wouldn't you want to, you know, I work in the entertainment industry. If I'm making a movie or a TV show, why wouldn't I want to hire the best talent and the, the best people to go make the best product possible and have people that I like working with. So this whole narrative that these guys got to be happy with wherever they're picked or selected, never been a fan of. So if I'm Donovan Mitchell, uh, Quinn Snyder, obviously just stepping down. I don't know what the, the fate of the franchise looks like. If they're not going to give me a say in who the next head coach is going to be, then of course, yeah, I, I want to yeah. see what's cracking. And, you know, LA would be a great destination. He'd look great in purple and gold, New York too. I mean, there's, there's just spots where these guys, you know, there's players like that, that they want to go. And who are we to tell them not to do that? Yeah. So, someone in the league texted me that, uh, Jason Gordon Hayward left Utah. Okay. There's no way Donovan Mitchell staying in Utah. You know. and I was I hadn't thought about that. I forgot Gordon Hayward left for Boston. Um, the other guy, uh, I, you know, I said overrated earlier for Kyrie. I, I still feel like Zach Levine is the most underrated player in the league. I just love everything about his game. He's so smooth, great dunker, uh, great three-point shooter, like everything about him. I'm a big Zach Levine fan. You think he stays in Chicago or moves on? I mean, hopefully. You know, there, there's been rumors and rumblings. I, I would yeah. be— It'd be great to see him in Los Angeles. Uh, Zach's yes, a guy, UCLA guy. I mean, I've been a fan of Zach since high school, but, you know, when he came into UCLA that freshman year, don't really feel like he was being utilized correctly. Uh, you know I mean? You can go back and watch those game tapes, and I'm like, this guy is going to be one of the best players in the NBA, and, you know, he's not he's not playing enough for my liking. But to see what he did and is done in the league, you know, I mean, kind of transition from just being more than a dunker to creating a whole offensive resume and package. Like, yeah, I don't know if he stays in Chicago. I don't know why he would want to leave. To me, that Bull squad, that's an exciting team. You know what I mean? Like, you know, I'm playing wherever Caruso's at. <laughs> Give me Caruso. Caruso, come on. Um, Caruso doesn't get hurt. It's a whole different It's a whole different outcome to the season. Uh, all right, just two more. Um, has any NBA team reached out to you to try to hire you? 
No, surprisingly, I don't know why. I think a lot of those teams just don't like doing numbers and don't like being successful. It would be <laughs> but my you wouldn't only. Wanna, you wouldn't want to limit yourself to one team anyway. And that's but that's why I kind of just I'm more of a mercenary. That's why I stay and just do what I do. <laughs> you know, I, I mean, even like you know, I've been entertained by big companies, and it's like, well, if I come here, I can't talk like I want to talk, and I'm not going to be put in Twitter jail because I made a a ref joke or whatever is going on. So I, I've kind of carved out a lane for myself, and I'm super happy with what I'm doing. Thankful for the companies that I work with. Shout out to Wave. Shout out to Fubo. Shout out to, uh, you know, everybody at Turner, NBA Twitter, the whole crew. And, you know, I'm just going to keep doing what I want to do. I kind of carved a lane. And my thing now is to, like, show this next generation of people, like, yo, this is a multi-billion dollar industry. So you think you're just tweeting. Like, these tweets can lead to a, a whole other thing, right? You know, using social media. You see it now with all these, you know, TikTok kids and IG kids that, you know, they may not be household mainstream names, but these kids are making millions of dollars a year doing what they love to do. And they are now controlling currency. They are what, you know, kids want to be when they grow up. Now they want to be IG stars. They want to be TikTokers. So, you know, we kind of have this old get off my lawn perspective, you know, in this age where we still think of celebrities like, oh, the TV star, or the movie star. And really it's like, no, this kid on IG who just does dances or this, this girl on TikTok who literally, you know, does whatever, posts pictures of cake she makes or whatever it is. <laughs> that, but these are things that, you know, in society now, when those things used to be shielded and we didn't used to get opportunities, these are things that, that allow us to kind of level the playing field. All right, wrapping up with this one, it obviously has to be L.A. centric. Is Russell Westbrook on the Lakers roster for game one next year? And since he won't be, where will he be playing? Look, I'm a, I'm a Russ guy. I, I tolerate no UCLA I slander. I, I think he, I he 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 shouldered a lot of the uh, the blame last year. And I think, you know, Darvin Ham coming in, Darvin Ham worked with the, the Bucks. My dad was a broadcaster with the Bucks. You know, Emmy, Emmy winner just has nothing but amazing thing to say about Darvin and just kind of what he brings from his coaching style and perspective. Look, I think, you know, it's going to be hard to trade Russ. That just is what it is. Obviously, that contract, mm. you know, that 47 mil, whatever he's getting, that that's a lot to ask anybody to take on. But I think if Russ can, you know, even Darvin Ham saying the word they talk about is sacrifice. If Russ can sacrifice parts of his game, oh. fit more into the framework of the team. And that's a hard thing to ask a guy who's a former MVP, who's who's used to, you know, running, running the show, averaging triple doubles, doing all that type of stuff. But I feel like, as much as we criticized Russ for last season, Anthony Davis didn't play 40 games. So didn't play half the season. He's the best player on the team. We can say LeBron is, and, and I wouldn't argue with you, but AD is put in that role now, at least for the regular season. You need to carry this squad. You got the young, fresh legs. I'm about to be in year 20, Chief. Like, I'm not, you know, LeBron averaging 30, I was never excited or happy about that. It was, for me, it's like, this is just a waste of a year. And, yeah, it's nice to see him getting buckets and all that good stuff. But the amount that he had to expend and the energy he had to waste this year would have been much better served. You know, if AD's healthy, this squad makes the playoffs, and who knows? You know, we saw that last year. They go against Phoenix as the seventh seed. AD doesn't get hurt in that series, which Sun fans are realizing now that they've suffered some injuries in this postseason. He doesn't get hurt in that series. It's a completely different, you know, situation going on. I don't. Do you think this this year's Lakers team was as talented as the one the year prior? I, I just yeah. don't know. I, don't, I mean, I think they could have potentially been on that level, but, you know, and I love Russ, but trading away guys like KCP, there were just guys, you know, a guy like KCP for me, you know, he stepped up big time. He's a guy that, you know, Lakers fans are notorious for bullying, bullying players of greatness. He's a guy who took that Lakers fan bullying and made the most of it. You know, was playing at a super high level in the postseason in the bubble. So wasn't, wasn't, wasn't excited to see him go, to be real with you. I like, a, it's a guy that, you know, Koo's another guy who was kind of growing into his own, going into his own yeah. game. And, uh, you know, it's just so many players. You're training so many players for one guy. For me, that's always tough because now that one guy gets hurt, whatever it may be, you're just putting yourself at a bad situation, especially guys that are still growing, developing as NBA level players. But at the end of the day, I'm not a GM. You're not a GM. That's that's why we I would do love to be do. a GM. Yeah. I would love to. I mean, yeah. Josiah, that that would be the most fun job. Now, obviously, it's highly stressful. Now, I I am a minority owner in uh, a basketball and a soccer team, and I don't play GM, but I'm in on the conversations with some of these guys. With squads, and it's awesome. It it is a great job, dude. What what, what teams you own? So, uh, Australian basketball team, sorry, New Zealand, the New okay. Zealand Breakers. They might have two guys drafted. Okay. Um, we, we bought into the team, I believe it was 2018. Oh, you um, baller? Where are you getting all this bread from? Well, I sold the website. I sold the website a while back, and uh, you know, we never I really remember. spent any of the money. Uh, and then a soccer team in Liga MX, and they're okay. going through the offseason right now. So, okay. again, I, I don't want anybody to think I'm making decisions, but I'm just being in those discussions. Like, for the New Zealand Breakers, like, they played in, against the Grizzlies pre-pandemic. And we went to a dinner after the game and you're sitting there with the coach, 
you know, and the other owners, and we're like literally talking to the coach about how, uh, you know, this player's going to fit in with the team, and, uh, you know, the, the team was kind of veterans, and this guy was a young star, the potential, he's now in the NBA. And it's like, just hearing these conversations is amazing. I offer nothing, you know, I'm just silent listening. But, Josiah, that would be fun, would it not, to be part owner of a team? I got to get my bag up like you, bro. I forgot about that. Uh, listen, that big, uh, listen, that uh, big lead bag was flourishing. I don't think it's flourishing like the Twitter money you're getting, but um, nah, Twitter, yeah. Twitter's cool, but you already know. Twitter, Twitter's cool. It, it's it's good enough to get 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 things going right now. I can't buy no team yet, but when I do, a minor, a very small minority owner, bro. That's all. All right, anyways, all we'll wrap up on that. Josiah, uh, congrats on all the success. I mean, geez, we talked to you what two years ago. The next time we talked to you. I mean, geez, you might be head of NBA Twitter sports. Uh, you might be working for a team. Um, I forgot to ask, who's winning the title next year? Clips? Lakers. Lakers? In six. <laughs> With Russell Westbrook? Bro, you know the Lakers are going to pull pull a trade out of their ass and get you know a CP-level trade that's not going to get vetoed. Everybody's going to be mad and be like, okay, wow, the squad is back. If they get Zach Levine, you know, we're going to Listen, see. I like that because I'll be honest. When you just were talking about the Bucks. And Darvin Ham and your dad, I started thinking, oh my gosh, he must know something. They're not trading Russ. And now you're coming around to Zach Levine. I like that. Bro, I'm, Bulls, I'm they, all conditions. I can go the, anyway. The Bulls got to love Russell Westbrook, right? For a year, then you can, uh, you know, his player option after 47 mil, he's done. And then you can go spend on free agents, right? That's a smart move. We're going to see. Like, Oh, Josiah, I like July, it. All right, July man. is almost here. You already know. It's my favorite time of year. Go listen to all his podcasts and Gilbert Arena. I wonder if Gilbert Arenas would ever talk to me. Probably not. I'm not a big enough deal. But uh, congrats, man. Thanks a lot for taking the time. I appreciate you. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing. I'm so glad you made it and travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel, it's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. You put it off long enough, it's time to replace your tires. Tire Rack has tires that will elevate your drive. Touring tires for commuter comfort. Performance tires for sporty handling. All-terrain tires for on- and off-road adventure. Go to tirerack.com to get started. Not sure where to begin? Use the Tire Decision Guide to get a personalized tire recommendation. The right tires for how, what, and where you drive. Choose from the full line of hand-cooked tires. Ship fast and free to a recommended installer near you. Or choose the convenience of mobile tire installation. They'll bring your new tires to your home or office and install them on site. Doesn't get much easier than that. Go to TireRack.com slash Colin to see their hand-cooked test results, tire ratings, and consumer reviews, and be sure to check out all their current special offers. Great tires, great deal. What more could you ask for? That's TireRack.com slash Colin. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. 
I'm Hannah Storm, and my podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, digs deep into the history of professional basketball, along with my own as one of the first female sportscasters. Now let's get you up to speed on what else happened around the NBA today. We talked to all sorts of people I interacted with, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. And recap iconic moments. Yes, he's got it. Here he comes. Ray rocked the baby to sleep and slam dunk. As well as some of the wild stories behind the scenes. We were like, what? What are we in for? The scoreboard crashes before we even tip a game off. Today, the NBA is a global sports and entertainment giant. Players are multimillionaires and cultural icons. Iguodala to Curry. Back to Iguodala. Up for the layup. Oh, blocked by James. LeBron James. And these stories are about how we got here, both on and off the court. And what's next? Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Fox Sports Radio has the best sports talk lineup in the nation. Catch all of our shows at foxsportsradio.com. And within the iHeartRadio app, search FSR to listen live. The only thing better than sitting on your couch watching the game is making money while you do it. Here's your best bet. Great, great stuff from Josiah Johnson, a good dude. Um, And, you know, I do a lot of radio interviews. Obviously, I had a radio show on weekends for six years. And over the time, over the course of that long six years, I feel like, my act was a little polished. So now when I go on radio shows, I know when to talk and not ramble and stop. And just listening to Josiah Johnson, basically he has become so clean when it comes to speaking. He knows exactly his points. He backs it up and then he stops. Like that's how it's done. It's just a great interview. Hope you guys liked it. Quickly, we'll do some best bets for tonight. Game three. It feels like a massive game, almost more for the Celtics than the Warriors. And and I know some of you are going to be like, why the Celtics? Well, they have home court advantage. If they can win these two, 3-1, they're in great shape. If they don't win game three, Golden State gets home court advantage back. Golden State has been to the finals before. They're far more experienced when it comes to these matters. I don't see them getting rattled. And I, I, I hate to do this, guys, but I'm going to flip. I'm going to take the Warriors in three and a half. Um... I also like the under here. I think this is going to be kind of an ugly defensive battle. If you watched how Golden State kind of mucked it up with Draymond Green pushing the envelope and um, young Gary Payton's son, you know, also really playing tight in your grill defense, they slowed it down. Boston had its lowest point total in the entire playoffs. Obviously, they won't be that bad, but I see Boston punching back with as much fire defensively. Maybe Grant Williams has some goonery, has some Draymond in him. Somebody is going to have to step it up and really kind of force the issue, getting Boston to play tough and not kind of get punked. I'm on the under. I'm on the Warriors plus three and a half. And I guess if you're looking at a player prop, I know this isn't going to be popular, but I'm going to buy Clay Thompson stock at rock bottom. It is bargain basement. You know, you could get it as cheap as you want, whether it's Clay Thompson three pointers. I'll check the price on that, whether it's Clay Thompson points. This feels like a bounce back game. He, of course, said this week, uh, I'm fired up. Even though I went four for 19, we still won the game. You know, that's a positive attitude that I kind of like to see in a guy who, you know, he's been here before. And, Make no mistake, Clay will have a game where he goes off. I don't know if it's this one or game six. He'll wait for that. But he's going to have a game where he he kind of becomes the old Clay. And all it's going to take is 25 or 27. His point total, folks, has plummeted to 18 and a half. And it's shaded. There's juice on it, minus 120. So that, to me, is a sharp play. Clay over 18 and a half points. His threes are... Uh, two and a half. Oh, my gosh. But there's a ton of juice. Minus 188. For Clay Thompson to hit three threes. He could do that in the first quarter for all we know. Now, Steph Curry, op- game one was three and a half threes. He hit, I think he hit six in the first half or something. First quarter, I'm sorry. And then game two, they bumped it up to four and a half. It's still four and a half for game three. That does feel a little bit high. You know he's going to be the focal point. So I I would, I would pass on Curry. 
I'm going to say Clay. If you want points, points. If you want threes, minus 188 on the juice. Like, honestly, are you laying 188 bucks to win 100? Now, I like the bet, but I would lean toward points given that juice. So, Warriors in the under, Clay Thompson game. Thanks for listening. We'll talk to you tomorrow. Allstate wants to remind fans that mayhem is everywhere, like at your pregame barbecue. While you prep your meats, that grease trap you forgot to empty is prepping to smoke your porch, garage, and the car inside. And without the right home and auto insurance coverage, the cost to repair this could eat up your savings. So bundle home and auto with Allstate to save and get protected from mayhem like this. Bundled savings variant are not available in every state. Coverage is subject to policy terms and conditions. This is it. We've got an Amex Platinum Pro on our hands, ladies and gentlemen. We haven't seen anyone relax like this before in the Centurion Lounge. Is he connecting to complimentary Wi-Fi? Oh my, look at that, he is... And you will not believe where he's going next. The Amex dedicated card member entrance for the win. Unbelievable. When you get travel perks with Amex Platinum, you're part of the action. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Diosa. And I'm Mala. We are the creators of Locatora Radio, a radiophonic novella, which is a fancy way of saying... A, a podcast. podcast. Welcome to Locatora Radio Season 9. Love, love at first, first listen. listen. This season, we're falling in love with podcasting all over again. With new segments, correspondence, and a new sound. Listen to Locatora Radio as part of the Michael Dura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.